0: Alright everybody, welcome back to Air Yards. It has been an extended absence, but we are back. Uh, We are a football podcast for fans who like to sit at the bar and talk football with their friends and other stuff like that. You know, life. I'm your host, Brandon Kwok, here with my co-host, Ethan Lee. Hello there. And we are just so super excited to be back for Season 2. There's a lot of football ahead, so uh, let's just get right back into it because the season is literally 28 days away.
1: Yeah. Um. Should we maybe apologize quickly first for uh, leaving our devoted fan base so long without any of our uh, stellar top of the range content?
0: Yeah. So we do want to apologize. It has been quite some time since we have been on the air. Uh, this is largely due to technical difficulties and the fact that I literally moved during the month of July. Like the entire month was just me moving um, because I decided that would be a good idea and that kind of affected our ability to kind of record a podcast, seeing as I'm in Wisconsin and you are in Ireland.
1: Yeah. And I mean, look, if we had to miss a bit of time, we missed probably the best time, like kind of the dog days of July.
0: Right. We did miss the beginning of training camp, um, which is a bit of a bummer because a lot of interesting stuff has happened. We're seeing a lot of different holdouts, which we'll get to, um, some new contracts, and obviously games start tonight. So today's Thursday, by the way.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get to it. I probably won't watch a lot of preseason, just because, as starved as I am, I also don't need to see, like, third and fourth stringers. I I, kind of don't mind it in the hard-knock sphere where you are kind of actually take the backstory of these guys, like, fighting for a spot. But just any random game, I, you know, don't get that into it.
0: And sure, I mean, at this point, you kind of get what you can like if you almost could watch like a clip of it on youtube that's essentially the same thing as watching it live like to me preseason football is like baseball you put it on in the background just to have something on so you can kind of casually glance while you're ironing or cooking or something like that but it's definitely not something you plan a party around
1: yeah that's accurate so uh in the last month uh how's your life going
0: uh like i said i moved uh it's a big deal i have a lot more space i am by myself now uh living on my own beautiful beautiful views of uh lake michigan from my from my apartment so yeah loving it
1: very nice very nice yeah how about you um so what we last recorded five six weeks ago um In that time, I have begun the search for a new roommate because someone is uh, leaving my house. Uh, It was my birthday, so uh, that was good fun. Um, Well, this is probably the kind of two main highlights. Actually, see to my birthday. My uh, wonderful girlfriend uh, bought me tickets to my first NFL game. We're going to go to London to see the Jags Texans. Ooh, that uh, should be fun. It's a pretty good gift, as gifts go, I think. Yeah, definitely. So when is that? That is, I think that's for the 3rd of November, is uh, that game. So a while away yet, kind of, you know, right in the middle of the season. So we'll have a better idea of what to expect from both the teams and, you know, whether it's going to be a kind of dead rubber or if it might be.
0: Are you all know. London games still played in Wembley, or are they kind of switching off?
1: Um... So they're splitting them up because uh Tottenham Hotspur they uh opened a new ground at the end of last like soccer season. So they're gonna have two there. And the they built the kinda ground knowing that NFL games would be held there, so it's it should be a better experience for everyone than go to Wembley. Although the game I'm going to is gonna be at Wembley.
0: Uh, I was gonna say you're gonna go to the new place, but I guess not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nope, but that's okay. I mean I've I've seen pictures at Wembley, it seems like it kinda does the job alright.
0: Okay, well, do you want to talk about anything you've seen in the past month? I know it's maybe difficult to talk about. Yeah, Um, (laughs) we can get into some critics' corner.
1: Let me see, what have I seen in the past month that I should bring up? Um, This was literally like five, six weeks ago, but I guess things like Toy Story 4, you know, I really enjoyed that. I was kind of afraid when I went to go see it, oh, this is going to feel like... A typical Disney, just remaking something to get the money in. But I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I also saw the Spider-Man. Was less impressed with that. I feel like it was like a fine movie, but wasn't as good as the uh, first one, Homecoming.
0: Oh, see, I thought that was the opposite. I thought this was much better. I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh. R- really? <laughs> I mean... I... <laughs> why actually that's yeah ask why so i felt
0: that it was a very good con- continuation of what they did with endgame and i was very happy with mysterio as a villain i thought he was they did a phenomenal job with that they really kind of modernized everything and it, it was especially right after something like endgame they did, a good, they did a very good job of just focusing on one person like it's really kind of hard to come out of something like that big like the I don't did you you see Ant-Man and the Wasp at all
1: I did actually yeah
0: okay so like I saw that right after I saw uh Infinity War and it's just like now the story itself just wasn't that interesting but going from the entirety of Infinity War where everyone's there to then Ant-Man and the Wasp where they just kind of like ignored everything it was like well this sucks
1: yeah, that's fair. I thought
0: I thought that they, I, it was a really good job transitioning into it, and now we're ready for whatever they're doing next.
1: Yeah, no, I take your point. I just think as a film, I just didn't find it like super entertaining. Like I do take your point; they did a good job of transitioning into the next phase, or whatever they want to call it, and uh, you know the effects and whatever. Like it was a kind of fun film, but I just didn't think it was as good as the uh, first like iteration of this new Spider Man. I mean, we just I, I
0: can we at least agree that this is the best iteration of Spider Man? Like, this is much better than Tobey Maguire and whatever I'm not
1: Andrew. gonna really? be able to do it. Nope, I'm Tobey till I die. The, uh, you a Green Goblin, um, what, Dr. Octopus or Doc Ock? I'm no, I, yeah, I mean,
0: like, they're classics and I love, but like, Toby okay, maybe Tobey Maguire outside the suit was much better. Than Tom Holland outside the suit. Like I think Toby Maguire did a much better job of being like so awkward it was cringeworthy. But like yeah. he was not very good or as convincing as a Spider Man, where I feel like Tom Holland does a much better job of like kind of being very true to the character there.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I don't I think it could also be, you know, biases because the you first one I saw it. was Toby Maguire and Right. You know, that's who everyone would be compared to, but I do, I think, having that nerdiness and that awkwardness, the way it played out, just made it feel more sincere. Like, you know, like, Tom Holland is, like, an objectively, like, kind of good-looking guy, and whatever, whereas Tobey Maguire was this weedy, kind of, looking nerd, basically.
0: Yeah, I get that. Okay, but so yeah, um, I think we should talk about football. It is it is time to talk about football. It's been long enough.
1: Uh, yeah, I think we've kept people waiting too long at this stage.
0: All right, so you want to run down through the
1: uh, the big news that's been happening over the past couple weeks? Um, Yeah, do you have any of it? Because I'm, I don't want to stray too far into like, oh yeah, here's the news. This happened five weeks ago.
0: Well, okay, I mean we can kind of... I guess that hit, they, hit, like, hit hit know, the big holdouts and
1: that kind of thing, sure. I mean, right, they're yeah. so still ongoing, so...
0: Uh, we got Melvin Gordon, his situation, um, so he is holding out right now. Uh, actually, you're a Chargers fan, you should talk about this.
1: Yeah, um, Yeah, he wants... Basically, I've kind of read a few reports. The Chargers have offered him $10 million a year. He wants somewhere in the region, of like kind of $13-14, similar to you know, David Johnson, that sort of money... And the charges have been kind of quite firm that, you know, $10 million is as much as you're getting, that's it. You know, that's kind of as much as they value him. He, obviously, no shame in him, wants to get paid, wants to make as much money as he can. Don't hold it against him. He's, you know, eventually come out and ask for a trade right now, and I think that's probably in everyone's best interest. Like, I, you know, really enjoyed watching him. He's been one of my favorite players over the last couple of years, but... When it gets to the stage, and as running backs tend to deteriorate, he you know, even at this stage is he's kind of always carrying you know, a knock on his knee or on his ankle. there's always some kind of small issue, so I don't really want to see them put money into a position like that when he's already injury prone
0: yeah, I tend um, to agree so i i guess the, and really this is kind of the case for all. Running backs, you know, you you pay them so little for their prime years. I, you'd almost have to think in the next collective bargaining agreement they're going to have some sort of exception for running backs where they just get paid a lot more coming out of school. And that's just kind of the the risky take.
1: Yeah, I mean that's definitely going to be you know, in the running backs and kind of the players' union um, interest. I think that's like twenty twenty one. They have to you know negotiate that when the current one runs out. But uh, also, just on Melvin Gordon, he was injured for probably two of the Chargers' biggest wins last season on the road in uh, Kansas City and Pittsburgh. So they, that really also kind of highlights the value of the running back. As good as he was and he had a great, great year, they could dig out two of the biggest wins of their season without him. With, with kind of, you know, Austin Eckler and, you know, makeshift. Kind of people coming in as well,
0: oh, right? And I think that that's kind of highlighting the difference between this situation and something like the Cowboys, where the Bolts clearly run through Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen and that passing game, and Melvin Gordon is just a very good complement to what they're doing there. Whereas in Dallas, yes, the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports, but Dak Prescott yeah. is not that good. Just throwing it out there, he is very—he's good. But he is not like elite level. So, yeah,
1: we've been there before.
0: Right. So, Zeke is what makes that team run. It's very clear. You lose Zeke, the team suffers. You got to pay Zeke.
1: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, they kind of did draft him fourth. You know, they, he is the engine behind their team, really. You know, if he decides to hold out or walk, what are they going to do? Like, make Dak throw the ball? And we've
0: seen that that doesn't work out well. They also yeah, don't have even, like a true number one res- Well, now they've got Amari Cooper. Now that I'm thinking about it, but yeah, I I don't know. I I I want to see. I actually do want to see Zeke hold out and see what happens because I think it's either gonna show it's a sink, sink or swim situation for Dak.
1: Yeah, I think if Zeke holds out and they can you know they don't pay Dak yet, and you kind of make Dak sing for his supper, he's gonna lose himself a lot of money, right? Not that I'd wish that on anyone, but it's just kind of a guarantee almost, I'd say.
0: Yeah. So, other big news, um, Michael Thomas is now the highest paid receiver in the NFL. He's also the first non-quarterback offensive player to get a deal aver- with over $100 million. Yes?
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Okay, so he got a five-year, $100 million extension from the Saints. Well-deserved. I mean, the guy literally catches everything. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how that translate once Drew Brees t- retires. Um, can Teddy Bridgewater or uh, anybody else kind of take up that mantle? But I mean, Taysom they, Hill? Um, Taysom Hill is forever <laughs> going to be a gadget quarterback. He, he just, yeah. It's not accurate enough, but... Yeah, I mean, at least they'll have a number one receiver for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I think of ever uh, positioned outside a quarterback, or at least on offense, earned their money, it was him. You know, he, his Twitter handle is Can't Guard Mike, and I think that's pretty accurate. You know, if yeah. you watch him play, he's just unstoppable.
0: Yeah, no, for real. I mean, he's just an incredible—he's like, he, their new Marcus Colston. He's not the fastest guy, but he, he's just going to catch— 100 balls every year, and you can just count it. So. Yeah. All right. Um, the other thing that's happened, training camps have started. We are in week two of training camp. Uh, like I said, games are starting tonight, so you will uh, be listening to this past the point where games have happened. Uh, we will get into that in the next episode. But... Other than that, no, no big injuries coming out just yet, which is very good. Yeah, thing.
1: thankfully, I was actually yeah. just kind of racking my brain there to see if I could remember, you know, anyone tearing their ACL, but uh, not yet. So hopefully that continues.
0: I mean, people, people have, but
1: Probably. no, no one, no, one big, I care no, about. no big names,
0: no Hunter Henrys. This yeah,
1: here. yeah. Well, fuck you. Oh, not yet. <laughs> um, although uh, I guess on charger injuries, uh, Russell Okung as well. Has had to like step away from camp because of some heart problem. I don't know if it's like clots or something or other, but I think he's gonna be out for a few weeks.
0: See that that's big. That's uh who is your your backup tackle?
1: Oh fuck knows. Um, great question. Uh, I will look. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I'm, right. I don't really care. I so. don't know. Whoever it is, is it's not gonna go well.
0: So I guess the one big injury or semi-big injury we can't talk about, um, 49ers new defensive end Nick Bosa is getting an MRI on, on his ankle. Uh, not much news about that coming out just yet. Uh, no.
1: Wasn't he injured last year as well?
0: He had a core injury at college. So that's why he, he stepped away for the last year. I mean, that's been cleared. There's no issues there. This is something new. Um, and I'm sure they're just being precautious. Like he's gonna, so he's probably gonna miss the preseason. Uh, that 49ers yeah. defensive line is only gonna get better when he comes back, but it's doing okay without him. They've got yeah, like four that's first fair, just
1: uh, I would be, although it's a different injury, I would still be somewhat concerned. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. You know, like I, it could be fine. It could come back from this and just, you know, lead a relative injury free career. But it's just until you see it you kind of always uh, like kind of doubt your the back of your mind sure
0: i don't know i just right. I, I tend not to to put too much into that until it's like you get surgery and then you know things like that soft tissue injuries are are nagging but when you start missing real games is i think more of the problem and he hasn't done that yet yeah okay so. okay one last thing that happened this madden 2020 was released uh and that includes all the player ratings so up in that Oh, Five-week yeah. span that we haven't uh, been on the air. They had a big run-up to releasing the 99 Club, so only four players this year, and then the uh, top 10 players at each position. And we're going to talk about that because a lot of it is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean a lot of it's interesting, and I think it's by design in that they release Scree ratings because it means everyone starts to talk about it, and people will share, tweet, you know, hashtag whatever.
0: Yeah, and I mean, so, it generates a lot of media, but at the same time, Madden, people are going to buy Madden regardless.
1: Oh, no, I don't think it's like a publicity stunt that like, oh, we need to help our sales. I just think it's like gets everyone talking about the game. It's, you know, in a time when the NFL is fairly dull, suddenly it becomes, you know, like a talking point on social media for like two days.
0: Yeah. So okay, like we
1: can go through some of the like absurd. I, I, not just so the rating themselves; it's almost just the structure where you know they'll have someone at like a ninety-four and a player who is, by all measurements, better at like a ninety. So,
0: looking at a lot of this, I see they've really kind of given like the top of the top of the top they are the 99s, like that's where they should be, or like 95 and above. It's really, I think, good to really good players are at like 85 to 92. And yeah. I think that that's, I, I actually, the more I think about it, the more I think they hit on like 80 to 85% of the
1: player ratings. Like, Yeah, no, as like a collection, I think it's really well done, but there are just some positional structures that I think are kind of out of whack.
0: Right, so I I think, you can start, I've got one, or a couple that I think are really, kind of like, really,
1: Um, so. I guess, personally, even as a Chargers fan, that Rivers is a 94, and Drew Brees is a 92, Andrew Luck is a 92, I think, isn't Aaron Rodgers, like lower? Or is he higher? Aaron Rodgers is a 90. Yeah. See, I have an issue there. I, I think you know, as much as I think Breeze had a kind of rough end of the season or whatever, I don't think there's four points between Rivers and Rodgers on, you know, no matter how bad a season Rodgers had.
0: Right. So here is my take on this. I'm actually okay with Breeze and Rivers being ahead of Rodgers because they this is a, largely based off of what they performed at the last year. Yes? Like that's yeah. And they they were better. That's just a fact. Rodgers, I think, had a good year. My problem here is that they have players like JJ Watt, Travis Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey, <laughs> Travis Frederick, um, Earl Thomas, like Guys who have been injured the whole year who are higher than a lot of other respective peers and Aaron Rodgers, yeah. where it's like, okay, so you here's the dichotomy here. Aaron Rodgers has been hurt the past two years. That's a fact. He had a broken leg that he played on all of last year. It's partially why he wasn't playing as well. These guys were out all of last year, or in the case of J.J. Watt, has missed considerable portions of the last three years, but he's a 97, so either they're giving them the legacy treatment where they're just that good, and not to Aaron Rodgers, or they're just over, completely... I, I don't really understand. Like, they're not rating everybody on the same plane.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's kind of quite skewed. I don't know if that's to do with in-game attributes or something. I don't know, but and, which, I which take, it always take is. your like,
0: point. Madden, Madden's always going to be about in-game attributes. Like, a guy with you know, 94 speed is always going to be just incredibly good at a wide receiver. Like, that's why Tyreek Hill is always so highly rated. Like, I, I do need to find him,
1: though. Yeah. He's
0: a 94, I think. He's a 94? See, Tim, no. No. He is. That's ridiculous. It's just because <laughs> the dude, like, the dude's just fast. That's it. Like as a as a receiver, he's not like bodying up people. He's not, you know, doing crazy back shoulder catches or toe tapping catches on the sideline. He's just fast.
1: Yeah. So, um,
0: like that bothers me. Um, I think uh, honestly, Devontae Richard Adams being Scherr, a ninety-two, Richard, Scherr, he actually <sighs> had a good season last year, surprisingly.
1: Ninety-three.
0: I don't. I don't agree with that high of a rate. I'd say ninety
1: yeah let me see can i see the cornerbacks where does he come in the uh, cornerback standings
0: you might be two
1: three. three okay behind uh jalen ramsey and Stefan Gilmore.
0: see the thing with corner cornerbacks are tough that's i i, I don't want to be the i don't want to be the guy who's rating cornerbacks that's
1: yeah that's uh i'll give you that so
0: No, like my, I think wide receiver is one where I I have a big issue with. Quarterback, slightly, I have a big issue with. Um, Most of the other stuff, I feel like, is very fair.
1: Yeah, I. Also, you've to kind of keep in mind that this is pretty hard to do, and so it's easy to kind of nitpick. You know, one rating point or two that you know your kind of personal opinion or preferences and suddenly, totally be able become outraged by it.
0: Yeah. Well, okay, I mean, I think it's not, it's, it's... Yeah, you can have your own personal opinion become kind of outraged, but as long as it's based in fact. Like, I don't know, like, it, I get, um... I guess more, in my head, I don't really know why... Uh, I get Aaron Donald, DeAndre Hopkins... Uh, I get I get the 99s. Never mind. I I wanted to have an issue with it. I guess Bobby Wa- uh, Bobby Wagner being in 99 is a little weird.
1: Like I thought that was strange, but then PFF did like a big rundown on all the stats he is like the best at, and I kind of thought, okay, it makes more sense. Yeah,
0: I, I'm okay with Pat Mahomes being the highest QB. That makes sense. He's the cover athlete. He was the MVP. You just get that treatment when you are Gurley being in 97. He did not feel like a ninety-seven at the end of last year.
1: No, far from it. Yeah, you're lucky to be an eighty-seven by the end of last season. Yeah,
0: absolutely. If you're going to call it fair, I've, I've gone through JJ Watt. Uh, I have issues with that. Damon Harrison, senior, being a ninety-five is interesting, but like also defensive tackle is one of the goofiest spots because you can be a rush defensive tackle or just like a space eating defensive tackle, and I guess if you just uh, which Damon Harrison is, I don't know. Dude was traded for like a 6th yeah, round pick and it feels nuts that he's in 95.
1: Not a perfect science. No. Um, I guess we just run through for this podcast that uh the Eagles are actually the uh, number 1 overall team. I'm just saying. Followed by the Packers at 5 and Chargers at 9. Are you fucking up my ass? What the hell is that? Team ratings are always weird. Like... That's fucking made up. It is. I mean, game, like, don't buy it.
0: Football. We've always said football is the one game where you can probably beat any team with any other team.
1: Yeah. Oh no, I no, but I just it's mad. Uh, I don't agree.
0: Don't agree. So, okay, we can move off of Madden. and we should definitely talk. So on <laughs>
1: here a while, and I don't want to talk about that shit game anymore. Yeah. Okay. So. Main
0: topic of this episode, we are going to be talking about the AFC North, um, which is, there's a lot to talk about.
1: Yeah, it might be my favorite division. So
0: a lot has happened, uh, a lot of the drama around the Steelers, Cleveland has gone nuclear, uh, the Ravens are somehow relevant, and then Bengals have just kind of buried their heads in the sand.
1: Yeah, who do you want to start with? Let's start with the Bengals. Let's do it. Oh, great! Um, I aggressively do not care about this team.
0: There's really like, not much to
1: care about outside of making fun of the shit-stained franchise. I really do not care about this team. You know, AJ Green's hurt again. Well done. They paid Terry Boyd a bunch of money. Cool to win like four games. Andy Dalton's going to do what he does. They have, like, a couple of bad injuries already. I think their, like, first-round pick is injured, and some other person whose name I can't remember because he plays in the Bengals is injured, or like, are like, left tackle or their left end.
0: Their tackle is... So their first-round pick got hurt. Like I, We covered A.J. Green. I just... They did give Tyler Boyd a, an extension, actually a pretty sizable one. I think he's making like $14 yeah. million a year now. So good for him. I think he's earned it, um, honestly, being on that, that bad of a team. But, yeah, I, <laughs> this is a rookie head coach, probably the last year of Andy Dalton. The They've jettisoned everybody who was an issue. They got rid of Vontaze perfect finally. This team is yeah, just but four years imploding. too late. Yeah, no, it's, it's imploding.
1: I think, I I think, this is the last year of Green's contract too. So hopefully, if he comes back and he's healthy, they kind of trade him somewhere fun where he can actually, you know, maybe play a couple playoff games, or at least you know have an impact on this season. Because he just kind of grinds out the year, you know, making catches on the Bengals team that is going to win maybe four games. It's just, you know, he's not getting any younger.
0: I don't see them trading him. Like, I get that football is a business, but less so than basketball, teams are inclined, to, disinclined, I guess, to trade star players. You know? Yeah. So, like, the, the AJ Green is the face of that franchise now. And getting rid of him would just be devastating. Unless they have a plan in place to, like, tank completely. He's not young enough to get a significant amount of draft picks, and he's been hurt enough where that'll also impact the amount they can get back for him.
1: Yeah, but then that means do you pay him after this year?
0: Is his contract up?
1: I think so.
0: See, I, I don't know if that's I don't know about that. Um, I think you, you still do, though. I mean, unless he doesn't want to stay. Like you, I I I just don't see it happening. Yeah,
1: this this is the last year of his deal.
0: Okay, so I, I don't see him going anywhere, really.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how much money they want to put into a... He'll be 32 next summer. Constantly injured. If I was them I'd get off him.
0: Yeah, but we've seen the Bengals are not exactly the smartest franchise in the world, either.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, guys, if you're looking to hire... Don't come near me, actually. Your team's shit.
0: You want nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> more sense. All right. Um, right, let's get to some record of predictions. Oh, yeah, record predictions. What were you uh, going to say? No, I was going to move on without even dignifying them with a record prediction. Uh, I said 4-12. Oh,
0: see, I went 3-13. and 13.
1: Yeah, I just kind of thought maybe they might win a couple games because as kind of bad and is not going to really impact the season in any real tangible way they are. You know, Joe Mixon's pretty good. You know, Boyd's pretty good. There's scope there for them to kind of scum out a couple wins.
0: Right. So they do play the 49ers, the Bills, the Cards, uh, the Jets, and the Dolphins. So that's, of those five games, three to four wins seems possible.
1: Yeah. But I I guess I might have gone a bit high. Still.
0: Oh, you definitely went high.
1: I'll be delighted to be wrong.
0: Good. All right. So we're moving on. Uh, what do you you think? Ravens, Browns, Steelers? Take your pick.
1: Hmm. I think I I go Browns. I we should maybe we'll go in a what ascending order. Sure. So from last year, so the Browns would be next, Uh, and they are the kind of flavor of this whole off season and upcoming season they're the team more than any that everyone's really talking about because of how they ended the last maybe 6 7 weeks of uh last year. Yeah, this this
0: team is going places on paper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, on paper is a a great stipulation. Um so we should probably you know, throw out people they added or uh, anything like that. So yeah, the other big ones, obviously, OBJ. Uh, I actually had more. Oh, they got Cream Hunt, although he's not going to play the first few games. I hope it was worth it, my friend, because you've got a night in the clink coming up.
0: Right. They traded for Olivier Vernon. They have also signed uh, Sheldon Richardson. Um, they were in on... Uh, Gerald McCoy, uh, I think they are in on Mike Daniels. They were in on they're in on basically every big name free agent at this yeah, point.
1: I feel like John but, Dorsey's kind of realized you know he's got Baker on this super cheap deal. It's you know it, now it's the time to really kind of push in your chips. Now that you'd like, we haven't seen him do a full year of it, but we know from last year he's good enough to play in the NFL. So
0: yes, uh, yeah, they just traded away. It was oh, Duke Johnson today, to the yeah. Texans. So they picked up an extra pick for next year, and that solves their backfield issues because Nick Chubb is just going to be the bell cow for the first eight weeks, and then they get Kareem Hunt, and they're going to be just an incredible Oh, yeah, incredible I mean, they're
1: offensive kind of par as well as those two in the backfield. You know, with the kind of lineup of OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Calloway, who I think is, you know, Pretty good. He's not great, but in his second year, he's probably gonna make some kind of.
0: He he's a very good number three. Like he's like you can find worse, worse third receivers.
1: Oh, definitely in his second year, he's only gonna get better. You'd imagine, and uh, David Njoku too, who's i uh, I'd say he's a good tight end. I mean, I, kind of thought maybe last year he's gonna have a better year. But, you know, he's, gonna be there, and he's worth kind of keeping an eye on. Yeah. So
0: their offense is going to be very good. Um, One issue they do have, the left side of their line isn't quite figured out. They drafted, uh, I can't remember the name of their left tackle, but Austin Corbett. So they did draft him to play tackle slash guard. That still hasn't been sorted, so one thing to keep an eye on. Um, Other than that, this team really does not have any holes, at least in their starting 22.
1: Yeah, and also it's a kind of another year for players like Miles Garrett and uh, Denzel Ward to progress. Oh, absolutely. You know, Denzel Ward kind of came in, and he was one of the stories of the season. You were you were kind of among the rookies, and then you know, another year, full year in training with the team under his belt, he might come back at another level again.
0: Yeah, uh, I guess the only thing that you might find an issue with is their number two cornerback, but realistically, that's Low on the issues list. Oh,
1: yeah. This is just kind of picking holes. We're not just predicting them to win 14 games.
0: Right. So, the big caveat with saying? the Browns is that this is all very dream teamy from a kind of a distance perspective. Yeah. This is this a is lot of free agents, a lot of new additions. Not all of these guys have played together. It's a lot of,
1: this uh, is kind of a lot being personality. Yeah. Of this is...
0: Yeah, this is a lot of hype too. It's kind of like temper. Let's they they haven't been good forever. Let's make sure they get there first before we crown them.
1: Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Yeah, I am going to say so for ten and six, a conservative ten and six. I think that allows for a few kind of growing pains. I agree that they're the class. I think they're like the I class, of the division.
0: T- stuck on. Nine or ten wins. So they have an easy schedule, fortunately. Uh, Titans, Jets, Niners, Broncos, Bills, um, and then Cardinals. And then they've got two games against the Bengals. So they've got winnable games, but then they've also got Pats, Rams. Uh, two, ga- I think, two games against the Steelers are still going to be tough. Um, you know, like it's Ravens games are going to be tough. Like those, those top three teams yeah. in the division are going to be difficult games. So, I'm going to go out there and say they win the division at 9-7, and seven, but that's because this feels like it's a very up-in-the-air kind of year, in certain ways.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you being kind of cautious, but I just think they're good enough to win 10 games, given their schedule.
0: I I agree. I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I just, I I want to be overly cautious at the same time. All right, we'll move on.
1: Uh, that means who we're Steelers next. Yeah. Okay, this is gonna be a very interesting Steelers season. Yes.
0: So big, big, big stories of the off season. The uh, the three Bs and the Steelers are no more. We are one B now. Uh, Steelers didn't
1: the worst of the three.
0: Objectively, yeah. I mean, so.
1: <laughs> especially at the his career. yeah
0: no so the the Steelers elected to not re-sign Le'Veon Bell after sitting out a year uh he was able to go get his bag from the Jets not quite as much as he initially valued himself at but still more than the Steelers were willing to pay and then they traded it away incessant head case and now what is it frostbite victim Antonio Brown
1: yeah, can we talk about that? Like, what a fucking dumbass. The
0: dude, I, like, I, I was like, oh, he got frostbite from a cryo treatment. Oh, that sucks. And then, oh, he got frostbite because he didn't wear the proper footwear. You piece of shit. You're going to ruin my fantasy team.
1: Yeah, you're a. You, well, yeah, Joe, you're a fucking professional. He,
0: he might be the dumbest person alive.
1: Clear. It's about the stup- I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. Yeah, not, not as if you've never seen one before, this is kind of commonplace, part and parcel of being a top-level athlete these days. And, you know, you're just gonna wear the wrong footwear, and, oh, he's just really... Not plummeted in my estimations, but, you know, he's definitely gone down, just the way he's conducted himself over the last, you know six, seven months so. You used to be so. able to
0: look past all this shit because he was so talented, and now it just keeps happening, and you're like, I-, I can't. I can't look past this and look past your stupidity. You are just a dumbass.
1: Yeah. It doesn't help he's gone to uh, the Raiders' a uh, dumbass franchise, but that's for another day.
0: Yeah, for real. So, alright.
1: But back on the Steelers, I mean, they did play a little. well, they played the whole year last year without like Bell, and You know, um, Connor did a fine job. They didn't miss Bell so much as uh, other players. I'm interested to see kind of how Juju can perform as number one, given, you know, he looked real good the last couple of years, but that was because A.B. was drawing most of the attention, so now where does that leave him?
0: Right, I think the big storyline for this team going forward, now that they've gotten rid of the the drama there, is can everyone kind of step up and be backfill. So they have people in play. Like Juju is their number one now. James Conner is their number one back. They, those guys have proven to be effective, albeit in different roles in the past. Now who's behind them? Like you don't necessarily need a guy behind uh, James Conner. He, he, you know, he, he'll be okay. But who's their number two receiver?
1: Is it like... That they drafted was it James Washington last yes. year. Something Washington. Yeah, so they drafted James Washington. Yeah, I mean he was pretty there last year. I know. a rookie receiver on that team isn't exactly going to be getting, you know, the kind of star treatment. But they're going to have to hope for some huge leap from him to even be able to kind of keep him on the field. Never mind be a number two receiver. Right. So
0: they they have uh, James Washington. They they signed Dante Moncrief, who's been just an incredible disappointment up until this point in his career. Uh, they lost Jesse James, who was not that good of a tight end, but he was still there, at least, in the system. Uh, Vance McDonald really hasn't done much to this point.
1: It's Yeah, I mean, he was decent last year, but I think he's also one of those players that's like a walking injury. You know, he'll have like a good couple of games, then he'll get like a knock, and he'll play half the next game, and he'll be like doubtful for a couple of weeks. And Right, exactly. So you know, he's never a consistent performer.
0: This This team is just bereft of... Skill position players when it used to have so many. And yeah,
1: and also consistency. Just thinking about uh, McDonald there, Ben, the last couple of years, has been painfully inconsistent.
0: I mean, he still threw for 5,000 yards last year, so it's not to say that, or I don't know if he threw for 5,000. He threw for the most yards in the NFL. He
1: did throw for 5,000 yards, which is okay. like obviously a great stat, but in a year where you actually have a losing record? It doesn't look good yeah i mean it's more achievable if you're losing records sure because you're chasing sure. games
0: i i just don't I don't see the offensive explosion that we've kind of seen in the past they're not going to be the fantasy gold mine that we thought they were, and it's not like this defense can carry them like you know Steelers' teams of twenty thirty years ago. This defense is just very average
1: yeah you have to think that uh Mike Tomlin is under an awful lot of pressure here, although you know they've the last couple of guys and whatever, he has also been at the helm of this team that's, for those who are just disappointed time after time, and been at the head of this dysfunction. So You have to believe you know, that if Mike
0: McCarthy can get fired mid from a franchise that typically is super, super, super conservative, this is a very important year for Mike Tomlin. He
1: might be out Oh yeah, I'd definitely be inclined to agree.
0: What are you thinking?
1: Okay, record. Um I have down here eight and eight. I'll probably stay. yeah, I'll go eight and eight. Um I do think while they're gonna be worse their schedule is pretty doable. And with players like Juju and Connor, I think they have enough to stay in games. And so that's why I can see them kind of, you know, beating the worst teams in the league and then hanging in with some of the kind of teams around see, the See, I
0: think I agree with you at 8-8. Eight and eight. I, I agree that they'll beat the bad teams, but they've also got a tougher schedule. They're playing a second-place schedule. And that means car, Chargers, Seahawks... Uh, Seahawks won the division, but they've got Rams. Like they just—they've got some good teams at the front, at the top of their difficulty, and some bad teams at the bottom. And I think they're just going to split the difference. Uh, it, it'll be an it'll be an interesting tie for second and third place between the Steelers and Ravens, depending on how th- something shake out.
1: Yeah. Okay. On to the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who won the division last year. I'm actually just going to run through some of the uh, roster turnover from last year to this year. So they have let go of Javorius Allen, Alex Collins, Ty Montgomery, Terrell Suggs, Eric Weddle, CJ Mosley, uh, is that AJ Brown? I don't know. John Brown? John Brown. And uh, Michael Crabtree.
0: So most of their starters.
1: And that there's probably other players as well. Yeah, but you know, that's just that's their entire offense essentially outside of, you know, maybe their line and a tight end or two. Um Yeah, it's just I mean they've brought in some good players as well, but that's just that's a lot of turnover. Yeah. Like a lot. It's a lot of leadership gone too, when you think about it. Oh yeah, it's your players like Suggs and uh Weddle, definitely two, you know, vets who you could imagine being kind of good heads in the locker room. They brought in, obviously, Mark Ingram from the Saints. They managed to snap up Earl Thomas. We'll kind of see how he fares coming off his injury. And uh, in the draft, the kind of one pick that would really stand out would be uh, Hollywood Marquise Brown.
0: No, but, like, that was the, the knock on him coming out of school, and what do you know, he he's right oh. now. So... He's also not, like, a crazy possession receiver. Like, he's not going to be Lamar Jackson's best friend. He's going to go deep and hope that Lamar hits him.
1: Yeah, but I also think that maybe it makes more sense because I don't know if Lamar is good enough to play, like, a possession game.
0: Sure, but let's look at it this way. If you have, like, a guy like Michael Thomas who can catch anything within five yards of him, essentially, that's, like, a lot more helpful then a guy who's like maybe 5'9", 180 pounds, he's going to get lit up over the middle, you got to be pinpoint with him unless he's running underneath it. So, which might be Lamar's thing, I'm not 100% sure. I don't believe Lamar Jackson is going to be a good NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, I probably be inclined to agree. I want to see, obviously, more this year, but the big thing that kind of occurred to me last season was that When he came to the team and they, you know, had this kind of offense around him, built heavy on runs and misdirection, that was all well and good, until they ran into the Chargers again, who had seen it before and knew to kind of, you know, screw around him. They played like seven or eight, no, seven defensive backs, and you know, kind of matched it with agility and speed, and they just couldn't run the ball for shit. And made Lamar throw Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, and that's going to be the thing. It's like, that's how you stop Cam Newton right now. Cam Newton is, he's not as fast, but he is probably 50 pounds heavier than Lamar Jackson. And you make him throw the ball, he's not as good. Yeah. I mean, the only running quarterback of the past 15, 20 years that's really been able to be as accurate with the ball has been Russell Wilson. Mike Vick was a good thrower, but he was not as good of a thrower as a traditional quarterback yeah. would be. Yeah, no,
1: not at all. So it's just, I guess, a question of seeing, now you know, they've had that whole offseason, you know, can they, you know, add to their weird gadget running shit, and also can Lamar actually throw the ball? I don't think so. But I've said yeah. that already. Yeah, all right, look, we'll have to okay. see. Okay. Uh, yeah, also, I mean, we'll have to kind of see how players like Earl Thomas can fare. You know, they've added kind of vets, but not exactly exciting ones. You know, Earl Thomas often an injury, Mark Ingram.
0: I think Earl Thomas is an exciting vet. I think Mark Ingram is an interesting add, especially because he's 29. So you're adding someone who's really towards the end of his lifespan at the position that he's playing to be your number one. Like, he's not their number one, but he is. I don't know. I'm just... I'm not really sure what their game plan is on offense. and They don't have any wide receivers.
1: You know, when he was with the Saints, he could also kind of catch passes. And so they have that in there to play along with Lamar so they can, you know, kind of run some actions or a bit of misdirection there. And he's, you know, kind of got that ability. But again, I don't know if I would have kind of, you know, cashed in my chips on Mark Ingram.
0: Right. I think I, I think they very much overperformed to expectations last year. They definitely regress back to the mean. Uh I don't they're not making the playoffs. Like that's that should be out there, right?
1: Uh yeah, I agree. I have them uh seven and nine.
0: I also have them seven oh, and i glad
1: we agree. But I just yeah, I I think we're both agreed that they are still, you know, a kinda decent team. They have the potential if you know, they've gone in the lab and cooked up some really fucking impressive stuff to maybe be better, but I just think that it'll kinda of gimmicks I think John and the Har- fucking the roster turnover, they've lost so many of their starters.
0: Yeah, I think that that's ultimately what's gonna get them. I think John Harbaugh is smart enough to take advantage of all the players that he has in this team, but it's just so difficult to basically start from square one with eleven of your twenty two starters. Yeah. With a rookie quarterback who's not that good at throwing, who has no one to throw to.
1: Oh, or
0: no, not a rookie quarterback, basically. Yeah,
1: a I quarterback. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. So, so best uh, right. edition, worst edition.
0: Sure, I mean, I, mean, I think we're going to agree on the best new edition. Yeah,
1: it's got to be OBJ just for his fit on that team. I mean, you know, having him locked up to that deal. And, you know, you're kind of getting one of the premier players in the league. It's not very often they change teams.
0: In their prime, under what is probably going to be an affordable contract. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean... This is this is no-brainer, even if they haven't even set foot on the field yeah.
1: yet. I'd agree. Uh, who's your worst addition?
0: Hmm. See, this one was tough. I... I don't want to say Mark Ingram, because they didn't pay him that much, realistically. I think they paid him, like, two years, $10 million. That seems in line with what he's probably going to get. Yeah. Circle back to me. Um, I want to make a final decision. Yeah,
1: mine, I mean, mine's just kind of dead rubber as well. Mine is uh, the Ravens brought in Michael Floyd. Yeah, and I'm just like, Why? What Like, surely there's got to be someone, you know, maybe younger that yeah you can kind of take a chance on or something like that, or even keep around someone like Michael Crabtree that at least was on the team and, you know, has a bit of rapport with the people there. I don't know. I just think, like, why? Just a waste.
0: You know what? I am going to go with Mark Ingram. Um, I think mostly because it's like, it, you make that deal if you're in win now mode, it almost feels like, and... They're not really in win now mode. Like, they let half their team leave.
1: And yeah, I feel like you bring moment. in Mark Ingram to maybe be a part of, like, a two headed monster or, like, your backup, not to be your premier back. Right. Like, w- and would it would have made sense to team
0: If the Eagles signed Mark Ingram. Yeah. If the Eagles had signed Mark Ingram, I would have said that was a phenomenal signing. That makes sense. They needed a running back, and they are in win now mode. They're looking to maximize on their championship right now. If. The Bucks signed him. It's like it's like if the Buccaneers signed him. It's like what are you doing? Like you you should be. You have a rookie quarterback or a super young quarterback who's on a very cheap deal since he was drafted thirty second overall. So you get that fifth year. Let this be an implode year. Let him get another year of experience and then build up.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I don't know. I just I don't get it. This I feel like they're they're kind of they got rose tinted glasses from that. One from the playoff, uh, you know, the playoff experience last year. And they think they're going to go back and that's clearly not happening.
1: Yeah, not with the uh, Bruins around anyway.
0: No. So,
1: all right. Okay, I think that's uh, us for this week. A bit of a long one, but I think that's understandable given all the stuff we had to catch up on.
0: Yes, yeah, so we promise that we will be much shorter and concise going forward. We just had a lot to talk about. Well,
1: relatively shorter
0: yeah relatively shorter <laughs> so that is it for us this week guys thank you so much for listening uh check back in a little bit i believe a week
1: uh yeah we'll probably have another one next week we need to maybe get back on schedule um shout out kevin blue for the uh intro outro um that's kevin blu not a blue uh you can catch us on twitter at Air Yards podcast uh Air Yards and facebook or I think I at Ariars on Instagram something like that I'm at ethanl 55 I'm at Chips and Quack. Uh enjoy the first uh, site of preseason games yeah football is back guys it's,
0: it's happening now